Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Question for you. How do you decide where to eat when you're on vacation? This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. 651-641-1071. How do you decide where to eat when you're on vacation? Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Bradley, you and I were both on vacation last week. Yes. But you you're the one Mine. that sort of sparked this question. Well, you know, I just realized something because I, I traveled. Uh, we did a road trip with uh, about six people. And um, I just you, you begin to sort of observe things about humanity. And one of the things I observed was um, everybody sort of has a way to pick a restaurant. And when you're in a new and different place, that's critical, right? Because you need to eat food. And unless you're going to eat like McDonald's, which, hey, sometimes, you know, road trips are that's the perfect time to eat McDonald's. McDonald's. But if you're trying to, um, you know, try out a new place and see what kinds of things are on offer, you have to make choices. And what I noticed is that people make all sorts of different choices um, for picking restaurants. So, for example, one person thinks Yelp reviews are the way to go. Another person thinks personal recommendations are the way to go. But in a moment, you're like, okay, where should we go for dinner? Well, XYZ Place gets 874 Yelp reviews at a 4.5 scale. Well, this article from the New York Times says the best place for a burger in Madison, Wisconsin is this place. And then somebody else says, my friend Bob loves uh, Rodeo Burger Town. And then everybody's like, well, but do we know if Bob actually has good taste or is he just one of those people who thinks he knows a good thing? So all of that comes into play. And then you have to sort of pick Sift through all of that right? to come to some sort of consensus. Exactly. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What is your process when you're on vacation deciding where you're going to eat? Yes. Uh, do should we take a call or let's should we go to it. let's go to Linda? Yeah. Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. What's your process when you're on vacation? How do you decide where to eat? Okay, so I love to go road tripping and um, with different people uh-huh. that I can get to come along with me. <laughs> and when you come to a small town or a place you've never been before, we Google vegetarian restaurants or vegetarian cuisine. Because most of the small towns that have vegetarian food also have meat and stuff. But they have the healthiest, freshest, I think, best food. Really? If they're think- thinking that much about what they're serving. Interesting. Interesting. That, how did you happen on that strategy? 
So um, my daughter and I were driving back from St. Louis, and we pulled into Iowa City, and I just thought, oh, I'm so sick of these um, Cheetos and Hershey's Kisses we've been eating in the car. Sure. We've got to find a good salad or something, and that's when it came upon me. Why don't we Google vegetarian? And we just found the cutest little place, and they had plenty of meat choices, but it was like this woman who owned the place, and her husband and kids are working there, and it was just the coolest and nice. so that's what we do from now on. What's the name of that restaurant, by the way? Do you remember? Um, it's um, someone's Soup Corner. It's the lady's name, Soup Corner. Huh. And that's where yeah. again? And that's Iowa City. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, awesome. Thank Linda, you for that. I love you. that. That's a unique way. I mean, I don't know that I would do that because I'd be afraid that, like, all you would get is salad. But, hey, if she's got a point, who knows? I have to say, when she started that, I did not. <laughs> I was making faces. Like, no. But but her logic uh, was mildly sensical. Yeah. I understand that. Uh, similar to what we have heard before. Do you remember this little tip and trick? When you go to like a big banquet, always order oh. the vegetarian yeah, option. Yeah, I've heard that. I never do it, but yes, I have heard because that. Because it always comes out hot and fresh. Yeah, because like four kitchen. people get it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Kim. Hello, Kim. Kim, how do you decide where to eat when you're on vacation? Well, I'm a super preparer, so that starts the ball rolling. And I like to go through all the Food Network shows, Travel Channel shows, whenever they, um, like Diners Drive and and Dive and other best of shows Mm -hmm. go, I kind of like map out the city with all of those places. And then it's based on preferences. Like uh, if I'm not into tacos, I even if it's on the best of, I don't do that. Not that I'm not into tacos, but, you know, that's how I eliminate my my plan but i always try to hit up the really famous places that um like everybody's kind of talking about so right awesome i love that thank Thanks, you for Kim. that and and i think um i've done a lot of that too but i will tell you the thing that i get i get a little wary of though is like everybody's talking about x and y place and i'm like well sometimes there's something called hype yeah. And you'll go to a place and you're like, oh, okay, I get why everybody goes here, but maybe it's not the best food. Like, I'm always looking to thread the needle. Like, right. I want a place that, like, gets really good reviews, but maybe isn't the crowd favorite right. for two reasons. One, because there might be a little bit of hype. Two, you know why? You don't want to always go to the most popular place. Because it's crowded? Exactly. Because then you're in the situation we were in yesterday when we were trying to do brunch on a Sunday in Madison. And every place that was highly recommended had a a wait. So consequently, we picked uh, another place. And well, you know, we got what we paid for. So, I mean, it's a little, you know, you got to do some... Some, you have to be ready to roll the uh, dice. Voodoo. I will also throw this out there because this was my experience uh, on my vacation. Not everybody approaches food in the same way. Oh, God, no. For some people, food is really just um, a means to an end, meaning I don't, I don't trust those you people. need it for fuel, right? Um, and, they, and they'll be happy with m- mediocre food. Um, in fact, they might even be happier with mediocre food than they are with actually really good food that they maybe had to wait an extra 10 minutes for. Yeah. Uh, and that can lead to some difficulty trying to, to land on a place because for some people, um, you really want to enjoy the food you're eating. Just saying. Yeah, I might no. be one of those people. I might be one of those people, too. There uh-huh. are times, though, when I'm hangry and just give me some damn food. Just some utility. 
Is in yeah, order. But most okay. of the time I'm I'm there. Let's go to Denise. Hi, Denise. When you're on vacation, Denise, how do you decide where to eat? Um, I do a method of two things. One, I ask local people that do not work at a hotel. That way I know that their answer isn't motivated by like a kickback yep. or like a share program. Yep. And then I do Google reviews because all Google reviews get posted versus Yelp where they have those unrecommended reviews that makes them very hard to find. Oh. I feel like those two are the most accurate and honest versus, you know, hotel people or Yelp where Yelp has an algorithm that only some of the reviews show up, Interesting. you know, so so you might get yeah, all so like a lot nice. of really good ones and the place is kind of mediocre or you're going to get yeah, a bunch of, I find yeah. that a lot like Yelp. It might only have two stars and that's because all the great reviews are not recommended. Therefore they don't count oh, in the rating program. Uh, Denise, thank you for that. And I will say two of reviews. I'm an adult mm-hmm. and I can read. So I don't mind, like, I don't need a place to only have good reviews because sometimes people's bad reviews are dumb. You know what I mean? Like, you'll see like, oh, that place only gets three and a half stars. Well, let's look at the low ratings. Mm -hmm. And are they dumb things like the waitress didn't look at me enough? Right. And you're like, okay, well, that's not actually something I care about when I go to a restaurant. Right. Right. So, you know, you you have to maybe do a little bit of, um, you know digging and reading to understand what actually makes up a review. That's why I think sometimes if you just look at a number, that's not giving you much. That doesn't tell you anything. Yeah, Yeah, you have to see why people gave it a low rating. All right, uh, Sue's on the line. I'm going to ask Sue to hold. uh, 651-641-1071. How do you decide where to eat when you're on vacation? We'll get to some more of your answers after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107. How do you decide where to eat when you're on vacation? 651-641-1071. That's what we're talking about on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Both fresh off vacations ourselves and have found ourselves in uh, that exact predicament where everybody has a different need, a different want, a different way about going about how they select a tasty restaurant. Uh, and we'd like to hear your tips, 651-641-1071. But Bradley, mm. I heard Andrew Zimmern say one time, I, I, can't, I think it might have actually been on Jason and Alexis that I heard him say this. Okay. Um, but his advice was so interesting. He said when you go to a place, when you go to any city or town, find their local publication. Whatever mm-hmm. that is, whether it's like for us, it might be like a Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, it might be a city pages, it might be something like that. Or maybe they have a website, uh, a web based kind of publication and see what their reviewers have said yeah. about it. That Giving helps you a you, more local yeah. perspective. Sure. And I think, you know, to me, I thought that was kind of an interesting way of going about it, because honestly, Tourists are looking for something different in a in a place they're going to eat. Maybe um, if you're looking just for really good food, the locals usually are the ones who know best. Yeah. Well, but th- but here's the the only drawback to that is occasionally you don't know if those people are like mm, getting like, paid to say nice or, things. Or well, not only that, but sometimes let's be real. Sometimes there's a little hype that goes on because. People have relationships with the people that own the restaurants or they are, you know, big fans of those people, which is not a bad thing. It's just it's a perspective you might not have if you're coming from outside. But Mm -hmm. certainly, you know, for example, 
like here locally, I think of people like Rick Nelson and there's a whole host of people, our own Stephanie's, for example, you know, you can trust what they're saying in local Mm -hmm. publications about food. Um, I did also just want to say, and if you just joined us and, oh, we actually have a caller. Should we go to the phones instead? Yeah. Yeah. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. How do you decide where to eat when you're on vacation? Sandy's on the line. Hi, Sandy. Hi. Hi. Um, Oh, okay. Hi. Um, we, when we go, when we travel, uh-huh. what we do is we, first of all, steer clear of any restaurant that's in a hotel. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's, yeah. there are a few places that might be known for an amazing restaurant, but as a general rule, like a chain hotel, probably not a good bet, right? Exactly. And then what we do is we drive around and we find, like, like we were in a um, on the Atlantic Ocean, and we were looking for seafood places. Well, we looked on diners, dumps, and drive, drives. We found one place. But also, uh, the places with the most cars in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. That's where the, lo- that's where the locals go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love the idea of just looking in the parking lot. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Also, it's divers, drive, drive, drive-ins, <laughs> diners, no. Diners, diners, drive-ins, drive-ins and, and dives. dives, not diners, dumps, dumps and, and drives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dine, dump and drive. Well, you know, that's what I, we do most days. Uh, if you're yeah, on a long car trip, it's kind of a, a good trip. idea. It's going to say that's a post buffet experience yeah, to get that done. Mm-hmm. Can I also say, because I think food is so like, I always think food is the most important. By the way, there's a little irony in the fact that I went away for the week for a long weekend to watch the fittest people on earth compete. And the most exciting part of that was food. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that sounds about food. right. But anyway, that sounds about right. I digress. One of the things that we did uh, that I learned uh, on this trip about food is that if you're really hungry and there's a big group of people, uh-huh. don't go to a sushi restaurant. Oh, no, 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 no. For a number of reasons. But chief among them, there is a lot of negotiating and navigating yeah. that is required to order sushi. And it takes forever. Yeah, because they have to individually roll every one of your rolls. Yeah, and like, yeah. Because and especially if it's a fancier sushi restaurant, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, we take great care. Which you know, that's an awesome thing. And when you're in the mood for sushi, it's great. But like, I'm hungry. Yeah, give me that food. And they didn't really have appetizers, oh. so it was not like. I mean, what are you going to get for appetizers at a sushi restaurant? Anyway? Edamame. Edamame, mm-hmm. and I eat dumb beans. <laughs> That's stupid. I think though that is the biggest ripoff appetizer in the world. I can't. It's bean soybeans. I want people to know if you go out to eat with me and you order at a mame, I I'm not joining in. Okay, good. I don't. Oh, good. I thought you were gonna. No, like, I thought you I were gonna. I think people do argue. it just because they think that that's what you're supposed to it's do. So- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey Beans, go down the street, you know, go to the, go to the, uh, you know, drive 45 minutes. There are fields of them. It doesn't do anything for you. I don't it doesn't think they do work anything. like that. What do you mean? You can't just drive 45 minutes into a field and pluck some soybeans <laughs> your and put them in your mouth. I'm saying it's dumb soybeans. First of all, men should not be eating soybeans. Well, and and certain women with certain issues yeah. because of all the estrogen in it. You should yeah. not. It's, if you've got a thyroid issue, you really should talk to your doctor about Welcome that. Welcome to Health Chat good. with Colleen but, Bradley. If you have a thyroid problem, don't eat this appetizer. But it's totally true. Um, I, I would I would actually extend that, Bradley. The sushi, I hear what you're saying about the sushi thing. Yeah. I would add to that. Any place where you're expected to share stuff. That is not... Sharing is caring unless it's related to my meal. No, then I don't care yeah, what sharing, you want to share. I want to eat my food. Sharing is glaring. Like, really? Oh, no. You're going to order that and I expect me that. to eat it and then I, I got to pay that. for it? The no. worst is when somebody suggests... Well, why don't we just get a bunch of small plates no, and then no, them among no, us? No, no, no! No, I don't want to eat your food. I want to eat my food. Well, here's the thing. I want to make my choices <laughs> and eat my lunch, my dinner, mine. Well, and my favorite, though, is when it's just, it's fine. I will, I have gotten so much better over the years because I have a partner who loves to share food. So we do the, like, he likes to split entrees. Like, we both order our own entree and split it. Yeah. I am in the mood for that sometimes. I never used to want to do that. So I have grown, mm-hmm. but to me, it's much more circumstantial or what's the word I'm looking for? Situational. Mm-hmm. Like if it has been a long day and I have not eaten a lot of food and I am very, very hungry, nay, hangry, then perhaps a better option would be put some, put a pile of food in my face. Yeah. That I chose to eat, that yes. I want to eat. That's my food. My food. I will say, <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, that's mine. But mine. Bradley, I will also say when it's like, because I do the same thing with my husband, but I feel perfectly comfortable saying to my husband, I don't want to share today. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay. Like, I don't feel oh, like yeah, we're hurting sure. his feelings. But when it's somebody you're kind of like. Or if five people in a group want to no, do it and you're the one idiot who doesn't, no. then you're like. Uh, okay. And then you have a subpar experience, and then you're angry about that. I mean, okay. I know. We had such a hard Sorry. time on vacation. <laughs> when we come back, Ooh, we've got more D-bags beyond us. Celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it so frequently that we've created an entire segment for them on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Uh, we call those celebrities behaving badly a name, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Hmm. Who's your D-Bag today? This is a, a Kardashian-Jenner situation, but it is oh. not one that we usually are calling out. Oh. I'm calling Kendall a D-bag today. Kendall Jenner. Wow. Okay, so she what was... she do? Well, she, it wasn't really what she... Well, she did it. Uh, okay, so just go with me here. She uh, was at a cafe in Beverly Hills called the Beverly Glen Deli. 
Um, and she was uh, sitting with her beau. I think his name is like Ben, some guy named Ben. Okay, Ben Simmons, it's her boyfriend. They were having lunch, and uh, another family walked by, uh, a mom and her daughter, and her little girl was bitten by Kendall Jenner's Doberman Pinscher. Oh, my God. Her Doberman pinched her? Exactly. Uh, the child was bit. The mom rushed the daughter into the deli, and uh, they, you know, washed off the, the wound. She, you know, got some bandaging for it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when she came back out to talk to Kendall, uh, Kendall was gone. So Kendall let her dog bite and then ran. Oh, bite and run. She, it was a bite and run. So apparently the dog's teeth um, did not obviously break the skin, but the dog bit the child nonetheless. They did file a report with uh, 911. Um, even though there were no paramedics needed, the child wasn't like that injured by it. Um, but animal control has been given the case of the dog uh, who bit the little girl and it's Kendall Jenner's dog. Now the fact to me that the D baggy thing is that Kendall Jenner just like quickly settled up and got the heck out of there yeah. um, before having a chance to really like make sure the little girl was okay. Um, and this apparently, okay. So the daily mail, I love the way they tell stories. They felt free to put a picture from Kendall Jenner's Instagram of her laying with the dog where she explained that he looks sweet, but he will tear your face off. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That dog is, quote, cute, but she'll rip your face off. Wow. And apparently she tried to. Yeah. Well, okay. So is she going to go to jail? I mean, okay. I, I'm not going to say, I don't know how they handle these things, but I know some people in the world who have been attacked by dogs or had their children attacked by dogs. And, um, those dogs, those owners are maybe not being held all the way accountable. So oh, sure. I don't know. All I'm saying is it's in process. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, do better with your dog. Or to yourself, like your human decency, right? Like maybe stick around, have a conversation. I would be mortified if my dog nipped somebody. Of course you would yeah. be. But you would wait to see to make sure oh, that course. the person was okay, no, I would right? Not run away. Yeah. Yeah. D-bag. Um, I'm actually changing my D-bag from an earlier story that I was going to do about a, a Kardashian, but oh, I just okay. feel like that's so... It's tired. And it it basically is this. The new season is trying to get us to think things, and it's just all fake. Mm. Yeah. Like right now, they're creating this war between Kim Kardashian and Courtney. It's dumb. And she called her ugly, basically. Like, you're the, you're the homeliest one in the bunch. And then we talked about this last week. Um, Courtney is the least interesting Kardashian to look at. That's what Kim said last week. The truth is the only reason that she's the least interesting to look at is because she's had the least amount of work done to her mm -hmm. face. So she looks the most normal. Normal. She looks like yeah. a human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unlike the rest of the alien sisters. Mm -hmm. But my speaking of faces that have been altered for television, Carrie Underpants is my D-bag today. Ah, Why? Well, did you see the story? And also, I don't know that it's really her. I think it's more the fans that reacted to the story that okay. are the D-bags. Well, not fans, really. I wouldn't call them fans, but they always put it in the following terms. 
Carrie Underwood angers fans with comments about fertility. Mm. So you're ready to get angry, right? When you read that headline. Yeah. So then I go down and I'm like, well, okay, what did Carrie Underwood say about fertility that would anger fans like you women that aren't fertile are losers like that would anger fans. That would be aggravating. Yeah. Or I'm so glad my ovaries are just blowing out eggs left and right. And all y'all eggless ladies suck eggs. Is that what she said? No, no. All she did was say, and again, I'm not a woman, so I don't know how to react to these things. Mm -hmm. But let me read. I'll tell you. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm 35, so we have missed our chance to have a big family. We always talk about adoption, though, and about doing it when our child or children are a little older. Hmm. I'm sorry, but that just seems like a very innocuous statement. I mean, uh, yeah, if I'm trying to like do the the twister game it takes to get angry about that, like I might say to her. 35 is not like you're not you didn't run out of time my dear you can feel free to continue to try to have babies if you would like to have a big family that's an option so um what i love about that statement though is that people made it about them what she said was uh, so we may have missed our chance to have a big family mm -hmm. but we always talk about adoption and and doing that when our children are a little older She's not saying like she was talking about her and her right, family. I know that's what I, I like, that's, we have made Mr. I don't know why she thinks they missed their chance and maybe she's wrong, but maybe her doctor told her not to have kids past 35. You don't I mean, know. You, like, we still don't know what happened to her face. What I, exactly. <laughs> what I love is that people just are instantly ready. Like, how dare she say I'm too old to have a child? She didn't say you were too old mm-hmm. lady who had a child over the age of 35. She said for her and her family, oh. they were not having any other children. You don't know if they, you know, made some agreement after 35, we're not having kids. I mean, I'm I'm just like, there are things to get angry about. And that's now one of them. I don't know that, I mean, of the Carrie Underwood topics to get animated about to the point that I'm going to talk about it on social media, which you actually don't need to be that animated about, um, that I would pick her innocuous statement. So we may have missed our chance to have a big family, but we might adopt. I'd be like, also, awesome for thinking about adoption as an option. Yeah. And also, I would also say, like, you know, everybody has a different definition of what a big family is, and she gets to be in charge of that. Yeah, like, for how her. dare she say that four children is a big family? Right, just, we don't have four children. <laughs> we can't. She should know better than to be happy about her family. I will just tell you, and I think everybody has something like this in your life, right? Some sort of trauma that you've experienced that other people haven't. Yeah. Or some sort of life experience that you have that others don't. And they will say things that are accidentally insensitive all the time. Yeah. And, and it's not intentional. It's not intentional. And they're certainly not thinking about it from your perspective. And why should they? Right? Because they're just saying what they think or feel. But we have this tendency to get so angry. And like, I th- and maybe it's because of social media becomes so easy to sound off about whatever somebody has said that has offended you. I'm telling you on a daily basis People say things that could offend any one of us, yeah. and it is a skill that you gather as you be as you as you uh, enter adulthood to say, 
that's actually not about me and I don't need to I don't need to be the Wonder Woman to fight that yeah. off right now. Yeah. That you're just gonna get tired. Yeah, Meanwhile, if you have to feel like you have to fight all those battles, it's exhausting. You pick and choose. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, you guys, let's not we don't need to be worried about it's just it's just a little carry underpants. We again we don't even know what happened to her face. I would be asking and that question. And on that topic, you, one of the things you missed last week was we talked about her face. Mm. Do you remember that, Holly? Yeah, I do. About her you learn? downs than ups. Oh, yes. Uh, I actually named Carrie Underwood my D-bag of the day one day last week because she's on the cover of Red Book and she's vague booking again her whole experience about falling and injuring her face saying that, you know, last year... I had more ups than down, no, or downs she had than downs ups. Than Excuse ups, me. Yeah, meaning she had, like fall downs. Yeah, and she didn't elaborate. Did mm-hmm. She didn't elaborate on any of that. She just said that it was hard last year. A lot happened during yeah. my off year. Oh yeah, a lot. Oh, she said I had the accident and all of that to get through, and just life. Life is full of ups and downs, and I might have had a few more downs than ups last year. Okay, just tell We're us still what confused what actually face. happened because remember it was her dogs and then there was this thing about or because she was walking her dog and tripped and fell right and, and she thought it was worse than it was face. gonna be which yeah. is why she took to social media right away to prepare us for her horribly disfigured face and we all looked at it and we're like I don't see anything on your face actually you know the way to handle if you want people to not talk about something in your life, the way to handle that is to not, is talk, to about not talk about it yourself. And then, and not like allude to it, not like gesture toward it, not, you know, and that's why the she is the one that is control in control right now of stringing out that narrative. And I keep biting. So, yeah. I mean, I'm here to talk about it because, you know, what else, like, what else is there about? to do? Politics? Sure, you want to do that for three hours a day? No, no. thank you. Okay. On that note. Uh, all right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, I want to tell you about why Lance Bass didn't get the Brady Bunch house. He was in a bidding war. Apparently, it had whittled down to two and some real shady stuff happened. And Lance Bass is now not the owner of the Brady Bunch house. But somebody is. I'll tell you who and I'll tell you why after this on my talk 107. Okay, so while I was out, apparently there was quite a bidding war for the Brady Bunch house that has uh, been on the market for a couple weeks. Now the facade of the home that they used for the outside shots on the Brady Bunch. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, now, now you guys told me off the air that Miley Cyrus was in on the bidding as was Lance Bass. Yep. So correct? this was the story last week that there was, you know, a bidding war for the Brady house. Lance Bass wanted it. Miley Cyrus wanted it. And um, well, now we know that Lance Bass didn't get it, nor did Miley Cyrus. Right. So, okay. So this to me was such an interesting story. First of all, I would like to just say I was pulling for Lance Bass or for Miley Cyrus, anybody who cared about the house and wanted to maintain its integrity and kind of, you know, make it make it be what it is, which yeah. is the Brady Bunch house, right? Well, this is how this all went. So 
over the weekend. Um, so there was a bit, there was a deadline on Thursday at three. So uh, Lance Bass had put in like a, a last minute under the wire bid. And he was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this. And it was, I think it was like $3 million or just shy of 3 million. Um, and he needed to get that in right before the deadline. He thought in order to secure the house. So he calls the real estate agent and he's like, all right, this is my, this is my bid. You know, what are we doing here? And the, he was like, that is that. Okay. That you'll get the house at that. It just drive $3 million. The house is probably going to be yours. But then he got a call from the agent uh, that's uh, 24 hours later that said, due to an unforeseen... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Circumstance. Another buyer came in and made a higher offer. Okay, so that's weird, right? I thought that there was a deadline, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently... A studio had agreed or had a studio had been working with the agent saying, we'll outbid the highest bidder regardless. We want this house that bad. We will outbid the a highest studio bidder. meaning what meaning a Hollywood studio, meaning okay. like a, we don't know what studio, but, it, you know, maybe like a universal or a, a Hollywood studio wants the house. Oh, like they're going to pull it up and bring it to their back lot or something who knows i mean that i would be for that as well kind of except for that now i'm a little sad for lance bass um so the studio had told the realtor we will take we will we will outbid the highest bidder regardless so whoever the highest bidder is well, it seems a little will go above that exactly yeah. and that's exactly what lance bass is saying and you may ask well then why were they even playing with lance in the first place so they were trying to get the bidding up higher which Rude. of course Gives them a higher commission, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He was totally used uh, just to get the price as high as possible. But he really wanted this house. And now I feel like I feel bad for Lance Bass because I really do think he would have tried to do something really fun with it. Who knows? Um, But he really is just a Brady fan. And that was why he wanted the house. He says he loved the Brady Bunch. I always knew he was always my favorite member of NSYNC. And now I really have confirmation. As was he going to live is. there? What was he going to do with it? Um, I don't know what his plan was um, with it. You know, perhaps, you know, when you've got a lot of money like that, you invest in properties that you never live in. So because he was such a huge fan of the house, if I were to speculate, having not spoken to him, I would imagine he was going to take it and do one of the reasons why the family... Um, the family was sure that it was going to be torn down in the first place or the, the the reason that people speculated it would be torn down is because parts of it were in some disrepair and they it had some work that needed to be done and some updating, et cetera. My sense would have been that that Lance Bass would have bought the house and tried to Bradyize it if he's a huge fan and then maybe try to sell it. They were going to give preference. The family was was going to give preference to anybody who was planning to keep the house in its regular in its condition or as close to its condition as possible meaning they didn't want that neighborhood apparently is is um 
has a lot of new builds in it. The house kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. It's kind of an up and coming area. It's got like, it's just like the perfect location. And so apparently people thought that that house would be bought and bulldozed and, and then built on top of, but the family really wanted to restore the home as it was. So is, I mean, does Lance have any recourse? I, you know, that's a good question. All, all TMZ is saying is that he's angry about it, and he feels like he was manipulated. And Did you read his uh, insties? Oh, what does his insties says, say? Uh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And the, his Instagram is a picture of him in front of the house with a realtor, presumably, and it says, here's a story of a shady Brady. Marsha, 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 I'm feeling heartbroken today. As many of you, as many of you have, as many of you may have heard, We placed the winning bid on the iconic Brady Bunch house. At least that's what we were told. The agent representing the estate informed us we made the winning bid, which was way over the asking price after the final deadline for all offers had passed. Mm -hmm. Even writing up the winning bid for my team after informing me of the good news. Isn't a deadline a deadline? This was a dream come true for me, and I spent the night celebrating amongst friends, families, and fans. The next day, due to... As you mentioned, Colleen, mm-hmm. unforeseen circumstances, the same agent informed us there's another corporate buyer who wants the house at any cost. We were prepared to go even higher, but totally discouraged by the seller's agent. They will outperform any bid with unlimited resources. How is this fair or legal? How can I compete with a billion dollar corporate entity? I truly believe I was used to drive up the price for the home, knowing very well that this corporation intended on making their offer, and it's not a good feeling. I feel used, but most importantly, I'm hurt and saddened by this highly questionable outcome. So this, I would imagine, he also goes on to say, thanks for the love and support, crushed dream, shady AF, Douglas Elliman, shady Brady. To make me happier, you can register and vote on November 6th. <laughs> That's cute. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, one needs to wonder uh, what this... Um, realtor's going to say the agent, the seller's agent. I know. I mean, I am, you know, I, I think this is only the beginning of the story. Also, we don't know what studio has purchased it. That has not been made public yet. And we don't know what their plans are for it. Now, um, Lance Bass is saying, I hope that they don't bulldoze it. Or, you know, that's what commenters are saying on his, um, on this Instagram post. But my impression had always been that the family was giving preference to people who had planned to restore it. Yeah, and maybe very likely that, I mean, I don't see why a studio would buy it to bulldoze it. Presumably they're just going to, um, you know, they're going to, they probably agreed to do something awesome with it. But to Lance Bass's point, like they just used his celebrity to drive up the price, Mm -hmm. knowing full well that whatever the price ended up being, the studio would come in higher, come in higher and better to have a, you know, famous bidder. Mm. Yeah, Mm. I know it's shady, Mm. right? Mm. It's a bummer, too. Um, but listen, I will wait. I'm going to actually reserve all my judgment. I'm sad for Lance, but I'm going to reserve all my judgment because if they make it into a Brady Bunch museum that I so can visit, So basically what we've learned I is you don't care a lick about Lance Bass. No, I care you about Lance Bass. want to be able to go to the house yourself. And I want to be able to go to the house myself. So bo- it's both and thing. Mm, um, cute. Because what I would have done if I had the money to purchase that house... I would have bought it and then I would have figured out how to make the inside of that house match the actual Brady Bunch house. And then what? Um, well, I'd live in it for th- three months and then I would invite people to come in 
and see it. But I would live oh, in it first myself. Three months. Ooh. I just Go just a little bit, just to like you know live out my fantasies, and then we could move on. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Demi Lovato has released a statement about her overdose over the weekend. She's also been released from the hospital. Uh, well, we'll tell you what that statement is, and Bradley has an interesting uh, perspective on it that he'll share with us after this on My Talk 107.1.